0: Hi y'all. This is my very first podcast, so I'd like to take a minute to introduce myself. So I pray daily things to God like search me, break me and send me, and God tends to answer them and asks me to do things I wouldn't normally think or dream of doing. This time, God has asked me to start recording podcasts. So I said, "Okay, God, what's a podcast?" I had to listen to some podcasts and do a wee bit of research. So please be patient with me as I figure all this out and we move forward together. I have no idea what I'm doing, but God does. So here we go. I guess we'll go ahead and see what happens. So I prayed a good bit about what God wanted us to talk about today on our first podcast together, and this has been extremely heavy on my heart. So I'm just going to go ahead and share it. Have you ever thought about how the world sees Christians The feedback that I've gotten and heard over the years from others has not exactly been positive, and I don't think people are entirely wrong about it from what I can tell. Are we inadvertently condemning people, even fellow Christians, rather than accepting them and making sure they not only know they belong to God's family, but really feel like they belong? It really doesn't seem like it for the most part. Let me give you a brief overview of just a few bits of my past. By the time I was 19 years old, I had endured a five-year eating disorder, was raped, and attempted suicide. I'm going to go ahead and just stop at that point in my life. I don't tell you these things for you to feel sorry for me. I don't want that. I want you to know that I've been broken through life. I know broken. I recall the aching feeling of not belonging anywhere and feeling like there's no real point to life. I remember simply wanting to disappear. I really believed that no one was seeing me anyhow, so there was no point. I remember being exhausted and tired of continually trying and failing. I know there are a ton of people, maybe even you, who have been broken way worse than me and are struggling through things in life that I could never even begin to comprehend. I know life is not always easy. I would never begin to say or pretend otherwise. Here's another little piece of the puzzle. I grew up in church. I knew church. I knew God. I didn't truly feel accepted for who I was by either one. I was a broken mess, chewed up and spit out by the world around me and felt unwelcomed completely by the people in the church and unwanted by God. If I was truly honest about all these things going on in my mind and the things I had already been through, as well as the choices that I made and was still making in life, I firmly believed that I would not belong, not even a little bit. The only thing I believed to be true at that time was that I had to fake it until I made it, because people would judge and make weird faces at you if you told them the honest truth about it. I remember this one time after simply getting my eyebrow pierced, because that was the cool new hip thing to do back then, not to age myself too much. One of the people at church came up behind me to say hi and physically shuddered when he saw my new eyebrow piercing. All I could think of in that moment was, oh, goodness, if you are shuddering over an eyebrow piercing, what would you do if you knew what was going on inside my head? Or worse, what if you knew what has happened to me and what I have done in response? That sure made an insecure gal feel pretty great about herself and feel like she truly belonged in church and was welcomed into God's family. Not even a little bit. I felt utterly rejected in every way and in every direction, please know that I do love church with all my heart. I am not condemning the church; We just all have to remember that the church is made up of a bunch of messy, imperfect people, and we all-we are all very imperfect people. I had a whole heaping load of internal insecurities and traumas and a gazillion roots in my soul that needed digging up and pulling out completely. I just didn't know who to turn to to get it done and find the healing and restoration I desperately needed. My imperfections are no worse or better than anyone else's. I'm still a mess and make mistakes every day. It's part of being human, and that's why it's such a good thing that God forgives. That's why we all need Jesus. God is the only one who will never let you down and is able to bring that healing and restoration desperately needed. Every single person around you on earth is going to let you down at some point in life. That's the raw truth of it right there. Jesus was the only perfect human, and look what we did to him. We killed him. We're such great humans, aren't we? Anyways, back to the story for today. I am not going to sit here and pretend I don't have a huge amount of internal battling going on. I did. I was struggling. I still struggle. I still have internal battles. I am still human. I wasn't just a mess, I was a cyclonic disaster. I still am. Everything I am today is because of what God does through me. I am nothing without God. At some of the toughest points in my past, I was making horrible choices based on emotions and circumstance rather than on God, His word, and who He says I am. I really truly should have been deciding on a trustworthy therapist to give me the help I desperately needed right alongside God. But I wasn't even doing that. I was trying to fight a huge war all alone and I was failing miserably. What I am saying is that we can do better as human beings in regards to how we treat each other. We should do better. If I want to disciple others and lead others to see, feel, and accept love, acceptance, healing, and restoration that Jesus has to offer them, I have to be able to love and accept people better. We have to love and accept others just as they are, right where they are, no questions asked. That is what Jesus said we were supposed to be doing. We're supposed to love God and love people. That is it. God is a pretty big and powerful God. He is fully capable of taking things from there. As a matter of fact, it's his specialty. He takes our brokenness and turns it into glory, graceful glory, with Jesus right at the center. It is not our responsibility to try to change people, nor should we try. How are we supposed to know what God wants that person to be? We are not God. We need to stop trying to play God. We have no idea how God judges things, so why do we think we're supposed to do any of the judging? I don't find that anywhere in the Bible. Actually, I find the complete opposite. We don't know anyone else's story or what they're going through or have been through, Why do we keep making such a big mess of things and end up turning people away from Jesus instead of drawing people to Jesus? That's the big question that has me waking up at night in tears. I pray continually that Jesus would break my heart for the things that break his. And here's the thing, when you pray, God answers. Why aren't we welcoming every single human into church doors with wide open arms and not a single ounce of condemnation? Why aren't we being more honest with our fellow Christians and communities with the struggles we're facing right now today in our perfect little lives that we pretend are all okay when we really aren't okay? Why would our, how would our lives be different if we lived like we knew we would not be condemned if we were to open up and talk about what we were struggling with right now in our lives? What a different picture we'd paint for those around us. God is not only welcoming you and inviting you to his table. He desires you at his table. He longs for you. You belong. So does everyone around you. So we really need to stop treating anyone any differently. Not only do we need to think about what we're thinking about, we need to think about how we're treating others. How are we receiving them? We need to pay attention and fight for each other rather than against each other. Church is supposed to be a hospital for the sick and broken, not a fancy country club. Romans 8, 1 through 3 says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Let's go ahead and repeat that. There is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death go ahead and stop right there and let you know something i've personally discovered time and time again if i'm struggling with something and if i tell a friend i trust about it out loud it suddenly is no longer a struggle and no longer has control over my mind or my life just a couple weeks ago i was struggling huge with anxiety i reached out and asked my fellow community of people i truly trust to pray to pray with me through this i voiced the struggle I could instantly feel the peace of God pouring over me. There is something so raw and honest about bringing our true struggles to light so the enemy can no longer torment us in the dark. It's a real thing. It breaks down walls. It opens doors. We need to start being open, honest, and truthful instead of always trying to pretend we're okay when we're not okay. This is a war, and we need to stand together and be a team together and rally each other on. We need to fight together. There's no room for judgments among each other, and God says there is no condemnation. We are human. We struggle. So let's just be honest about it and leave the fake lives for Hollywood. Going further in Romans, chapter 8, 3, 4 says, The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have, and in that body... God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving His Son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. Jesus died so we could be freed from our sins. Jesus died so we could have a personal, one-on-one relationship with God. Jesus died so we could connect with God right where we are, regardless of how broken we are. God's grace, glory, and strength shines in our weaknesses. God creates every single one of us and loves each and every one of us beyond measure. I don't care where you are, who you are, what you've been through, what you've done, what choices you've made, what your sexual preference is, if you had an abortion or not, what you're addicted to, or what you are fooling yourself by pretending you're not addicted to— Whether you murdered your neighbor and have them secretly buried in your backyard? Okay, maybe I want to throw out that the police might have some questions about that one, but regardless, Jesus will still forgive you and love you right through it as you accept the consequences for that decision and will eventually work through your heart with the Holy Spirit so that you would no longer want to kill your neighbor, but would find love for them. We'll just go ahead and leave that alone over there and move on. Whether you like rock and roll or country, whether you go to a Baptist, Catholic church, or proclaim to be an atheist, the list can go on and on. We are all human, and God created you and loves you exactly right where you are. And He even likes hanging out with you and would love to do so daily. I am here to tell you that you belong to God and He desires you so much. If you have never heard that before, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for the people who have let you down. I'm so sorry for the people who have hurt you. I'm so sorry for the people who have disappointed you. If you dare to give God a chance and to trust in Jesus, I can promise you that it'll be worth it. And his love, peace, joy, forgiveness, everything he has to offer for you is so good. He really is just so good. It brings me to tears knowing what I've been through and the choices I've made and the failures that I know I will have yet again in the future. And he loves me and accepts me regardless of all this. Jesus loves me in spite of all that and would have died on the cross to save me if it were were only me on earth. And he would have died on the cross for you and you alone as well. He just wants your heart. He just wants you, exactly you, exactly who you are at this moment in life. God has been burning in my heart to tell you that you belong. You belong. You are desired by God. God thinks you are quite precious. You belong. I love you all, and I'm going to be praying for you nonstop. Thank you for joining me as we start this journey together. Again, I really have no idea what I'm doing, and I don't have all the answers, and I would never begin to pretend I do. I'm just going to keep sharing what God puts on my heart and soul to share with the strength of the Holy Spirit. I'm looking forward to be to an honest adventure together with you. Wherever God leads us is where we'll go. Perfectly imperfect together. Thank you, Lord Jesus, so much for this group. And anyone out there who's listening that, that may have felt your presence or been touched by your word, Lord Jesus, I just pray, Lord, that you would encompass them right now. Wrap your, your scarred hands around them and pour your spirit on them. Just touch their hearts, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.